next edition of Kicking It. Uh, Jermaine Jones, good to have you with us. Hey, hey former yes, US sir. Men's National Team midfielder, uh, now coaching USL League One, right? Shout yeah. out Central Valley Fuego FC. Yeah. That's your team? That's my team. How's life going as a coach? I really enjoy it, you know. Um, even I, when I look back, I wanted to, you know, never be a coach or anything, you know. I think we all relate to, like, being on the road so much and then always, you know, focusing on, you know, playing game after game. So We're I was done like, with the lifestyle. The I was done with the lifestyle. And I, you know, but then it's something, you know, got me back to it. I, you know, I went to Europe to do all the license and all that stuff. And, and then... TST really... That was... <laughs> <laughs> that tournament too. No, it's... it's you know, it came really down to that. Like I, I just, you know, went to Europe and, and looked in more to the coaching side, and then, um, and then I fell back in love with the with the player management on 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 the side of coaching. But what made you go to Europe and do that? Something must have have um, kind of I started, triggered that, no? Yeah, I started with the U.S. Soccer B license here, and um, and then at one point they told me like that, you know, because I wanted to go the road here with the U.S. Soccer Pro and all that stuff, but then they told me you have to do, you know, all the license again if you want to coach in Europe one day. Uh -huh. So, and then I said, okay, let me look into it. And then they told me, like, if you do UEFA Pro License, you will be able to coach everywhere. Your career is so interesting if you look at the places that you've been, Frankfurt, Schalke, Leverkusen, Besiktas, uh, Blackburn, um, obviously then time at the Revs, the Galaxy, all of that. Do you have fonder memories of national team days with these guys, or is it more so club team days that, that were the ones that stood out for you? No, I think it's like with them, you know, it's like different stuff, you know, like we, we, we just talked about it when I went to the, the, the small tournament where we played where Clint called me to come in and play like as a one of his... And he came looking you know, like the Incredible Hulk, you should have seen him like <laughs> working out all day, you know? every day. Wait, but, you were coaching in this or what? Yeah, I didn't do a good job, yeah, but yeah. don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't he have was my license. I think okay. he was the only coach he was coaching with like Crocs, right? Was it you Crocs? Like, yeah. what's it called? The, the shoes? The Crocs, yeah. The Crocs, yeah, yeah he, he was out there, <laughs> like, him. yeah, but... Was he aggressive on the sideline? No, not really. He was chill. What? He was chill. Why did you call Jermaine? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, was, I was the captain. Hey, hey, hey. Clint, why'd you Why did you call Jermaine? What's up? Why did you call Jermaine? Man, you know, he's a great leader. People, you know, respect him. Um, also, like, the insight he'd be able to give. And it'd just be good to get some of the players that you played with back together again. So it was, like, him, Eddie Johnson, and, uh, you know, Mo and Charlie couldn't make it. So <laughs> after their Gotham FC performance, I don't know if they want to come out. But uh, not. Nah, it was just good to see former players and hang out, really. That's what it was about, you know, just catching up and, you know, being around the game. Yeah. Hey, I got a question, man. Like, so when you think back to when you first came to the national team, right? Uh, obviously, you'd had like a decorated career playing in Germany, you played with the German national team. So when you first got to like camp with, with our national team, like what were your first impressions? Either of just what the environment was, the, the players individually, the culture, just all, all, all in. You know, a lot of times, Mo, the, the problem is like a lot of people don't really know the reality or the, the truth why I picked to go play for the US, right? People would just go and like, there's always like, there's two things. There's like, oh, he don't have a chance with Germany. And that's why he picked to come play for the US, right? And um, at the time, you guys know, especially, you know, the guys who've been around, my English was not good when I picked to come and play for the US. But again, it goes farther back because in 2000, I would say around 2002, I played for the, for the World Cup of the U20s German World Cup in Argentina. So I was not allowed to after that to every time like switch the countries and go to different countries. 
but I was never, because I grew up without a dad, so I always wanted to figure out what's, what's this missing part of myself, you know? And I was trying to find like, what, what, you know, what is missing? And, um, and I asked so many times to go, even before that, is there a chance to go and play for the US? But I was denied because I played an uh, international tournament with the U20s, with the German team. And then in, in 2010, when that opened, I said, I want to figure out where I come from because I knew that my dad is from America. And the second is like, I was like, maybe there's a chance that my dad can see me play and then I'll be back in like, and can build a relationship with him, you know? So what Did then- Did that happen? Not really, it happened a couple of years, then a little bit later, you know? And I was sitting on the table and I was just like, you know, like the slang you guys talk at the time, like even I, I don't understand anything, you know? I was just like, man, what's going on? But, but I felt like kind of like, oh, that's my group, that's my guys, like, I like that. You felt you know? accepted? Yeah, I felt accepted because, you know, you, you now play with people that look the same like you. And, and, and I, a lot of people don't know, when I was born in Germany, I left then to go to, to the US and I lived seven years in the US. So I lived in, in, in Washington State, Mississippi, Greenwood. That was with your father or with no? With my father, yeah. So and, your father was American? Yes, my father was American. And so I had that, there is something going on, but, but I still, then when, they, when my, 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 my parents separated, when I was seven, mm. then I stayed in Germany with my mom. But I always felt like, you know, that something is missing. And when then that call came, or the, the conversation with Bob, and he told me straight, he's like, look, you play here, like if you, if you pick us, you play it. Like you will be in there. And I was like, look. That's, that's crazy, because I've, known you, it, I've you know? known you since what, 2011. I, I never knew that. Did y'all know that? You knew did that? You, did you feel accepted across the board? Because I mean, it was a few weeks ago, whenever we had Landon Donovan on the show, and he kind of talked about dual nationals. Mm -hmm. And he seemed to consider that oftentimes a, a relationship of convenience. And he felt like that connection that he wanted to see from players to America, to the country, wasn't necessarily there. And he seemed to feel he had a judgment attached to that. Did you feel accepted across the board? Or did you feel like to some people you were trying to prove your Americanness or your ability your to belong? To the yeah, you know, and actually I, I watched the show, you know, in um, when I decided to come for this country, I did everything I, I was asked to. Mm. I, I tried to learn the language. What was, I, what was not good at the time? I tried to be like, you know, like, like everybody else who's born and raised here, you know? So, in, um, but then I, felt, I don't felt like the same, you know, like how you say, appreciate it, you know, from, from what I did because I was not born here, you know? But I, I never did anything wrong. So you can doubt, you can say some of the guys, are they appreciating to play for the country and then they're leaving after the World Cup, mm. like what he said. Then I turn it around and say like, are you thinking I get the same appreciation like I would get if I were born, would be born here? So had you, you been born here, you think you would have gotten oh, more 100%. recognition? 100%. Like if I can see it, even when I played overseas and I played Champions League, people would be like, oh, that's an American player. But if I play for the national team, I'm a, I'm a half German guy. You right. know? So yes. in, so and that's where, where I have, I, I would say I have a problem because now I work with the, we talked about this yesterday a little bit, now working with the youth system, right? In, especially when I worked with the U19s, the majority of kids, their parents are not Americans. Mm. They maybe live here now, but, or they're adopted and they have different stories, but they connect actually more with me than somebody else, you know? So, right. and that's where I'm like looking and say, it's like, why are we putting like where you've been born or where you not be born? If you put everything down and you, 
you live the same way the people live here and you, you, you accept the culture and all that stuff, it doesn't matter where you've been born. What do you feel connected to now? You know, um, I always say that I'm, I'm half German and I'm proud to be half German and I'm, and I'm proud to be half American, uh -huh. you know? So that's both my roots. I'm curious like how you like view this, this current like national team, right? Because not only as a player, but also there's a lot of guys who, who are dual nationals. Uh, there's a lot of guys who are playing in Europe at top clubs. You experience that, Champions League, Bundesliga, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm just curious like how you view where this team is currently and the potential of this group. I think the, 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 the talent we have is it's, it's ridiculous. It's really good. It's not just with the first team. I think we have, even in the youth, when you see what is in the, in the youth teams, it's unbelievable. We have so much diversity in, the, in, in, in this country. And, and I think it's just a, a small picture you see now with the first team. You know, is there talent? For sure in the first team. Like, you know, now it's, it's the question, like, how can we transform this into, like, the 2026 you know, World Cup, playing at home? I think that would be an amazing big party, you know. In, but I think it's too like a lot of credit what the guys get now, especially like overseas and all that stuff. I think we have to relate back to the guys like Clint, you know, like even Claudio, Timmy, like Boca Negra, this or you, like Charlie was there, you know, because if you view it back in the days, the men had not the same respect that how they get it now, especially outside of the U.S., right? Because it was more. Oh, the women's side, you know, they're doing a the name for themselves, winning cups and everything, but the men's like, so it was tougher to go to Tottenham or Fulham or Glasgow, you know, and in, um, in, in make a name for you there, you know, where now I believe too, they have talent, but still it's different because now it's, it's more marketing behind it. It's like, if you have, you know, don't get twisted, Christian is amazing. I think he's a top player, but it makes more sense to get an American guy on your, on your team because it helps you to get to the American market, you know? So, and I think that's something what we have to look into, you know, uh, on, the, on the whole roster. But I think um, if we set it up and we build it out the right way, I think we have a, a, a good chance to go far in the, at, the, at the World Cup at home. The, the appreciation you're talking about, not feeling, you felt that like in the moment as a player, like when you were playing, or you're saying like post-career, you feel like you're not appreciated the same way? When you see what, where I played and what I did, you know, I strongly believe if I would be born in the U.S. that I would be, let's say like this, More I would be maybe here. opportunities or even like... Are we talking um, about opportunities in coaching now? If you go back, Kate, it's like 2002, if you look at who played already on the biggest stage, I was 18 years old, but I played Bundesliga. Mm. So there's not a lot of Americans, especially my age group, right. who did that, you know? But then a lot of guys already like Hall of Famers and everything. Just throw it in there, you know? And I'm not saying, oh, I don't, I need that, you know? But it's like, I'm strongly believe if I would be an American, born American, it's like you can sell the whole thing better. Mm. And then I would be like, maybe already Hall of Famer, maybe like, oh, coaching already way higher because of like, at the end, it's a project you're trying, or a product you're trying to sell. I was always impressed with your quality on the ball, because everyone can see, athletic, you're physical, physically gifted. But I was more impressed with your ability to read the game and your, your technique. How did you not break into that German side? Because you, you could see in 2014 World Cup, there's no way the Germans can be like, oh, you're, you're not good enough to play with, this, with us. 
you know, with the German Nike, a lot of people, you know, just the real story a lot of people don't know is 2006, I almost made the World Cup to, with the German team, with Klinsmann, you know, so, but I broke my shin. So I had the hairline fracture in, in, in 2006. So then I missed that. So I repaired, I came back, and then I went to 2008, 2009. I was on the roster when Germany lost the final against Spain. So I was already in the preseason everything. I went to Mallorca to do all the stuff with the German team. Then last minute I got caught because of, you know, there was different stuff. I heard then later on that Balak and Frings, they wanted to have one of their guys, Dimborowski, into it. So he was sick for the whole week. Yogi Löw at the time, he told me that he would take me. But then at the end, he decided to go with him because he was already more with the team and everything. I played everything on a high stage. They don't give me the, you know, the validation. So now we have a country and like we, with the U.S. where I looked at it and say I can help to build and grow something in the sport because, you know, where I'm playing on the club side. So I was like, have a conversation with Bob. And after that meeting, I said, like, look, I, I want to do it. I want to change. So and that's how, it, how I switched. Was that a special time for you, a good yeah. time of your life? Oh, 100%. You know, I built relationships and you figure out, like, over time, like, really, who was, like, who was just a colleague and who's really a friend, uh -huh. you know, so. Do you have like, many real friends in football? You know, Kate, as for me, it's like, I realize that as high you go, it gets lonely, you know? And you have to deal with your own stuff because, like I would say, like right now, I'm, I would say I'm in peace with a lot of stuff, you know, like with myself. For a long time, I was not because I was always in survivor mode. And I think most of you guys why, know. Why was that? Because you have, to, you have the backpack of like a lot of people you have to help, you know, and support. So in, in there's- You have to be fighting for yeah. <coughs> contracts every year to be able to take care of those people. Exactly, so and there's no- there's, So family that you felt responsible for, that type of yeah. thing? Yeah, family, then kids, you know, it's like there's always something where you're just like really like, you know, trying to, to stay on top on the water, you know, like to keep going, even if like, where you feel like I'm tired, I'm injured, I don't want to do it anymore, I need a break, you know, mm. but there's no excuse, there's no time for that. It's just always like the next, the next, the next. And, and for me it's too, like in some, especially Clint was somebody like, me and Clint, I knew always he's like a real dude, like real guy, like you get what you get from Clint. There's no, there's no, can I say that bullshitting around? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so you get it, you know, so in, but then on the field we were like, go against each other, you know? But it was not even about him that I don't like him, because now I would say, like, I know he will be somebody I can call and he will be there. Even if I don't have the connection with him on the field, like, it looked like. Because I was in survivor mode. He was in survivor mode. Like, hmm. we will be more selfish and start, like, trying to help each other because he has to take care of people where he comes from, I come from. And that's where I say, like, society sometimes in the, 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 the sport of soccer, push people to be in the survivor mode. What I always respected about you is if we were gonna go to war, that's who I wanted next to me, a, a guy like him. Cause I knew he'd get, give everything out there. You know, he'll get stuck into the tackles, the quality he'd bring, he could score goals, he could find passes, he played forward. And you know, in big moments, he, he never shied away. So that's, you know, we were in survival mode, but we knew that like together, if we were successful, that would help us in, in our career, whether it was for club team or whatever. But my first impression of him... Was what? Was, I said, my first impression was, he's I was coming like... coming in, he's gonna be playing midfield, you're a midfielder. Well, yeah, I mean, there's that part too. I said, hold on, wait. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Oh, yeah. 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 I said, hey, hold on. We don't really shoot. I think we're good at this Most position. We don't need no good fielder. Hey, we're not going to put him in the center No, but my first impression of him just like when I when he was actually finally there, I was like, oh, he got money. Because <laughs> he came in, just watched, bop, fitted, like, I said, oh, shit. Not dripping necessarily like in ice and everything, but just like, he was like, okay, this is different. There's, there's levels to this, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I thought I was doing all right for myself, but he came in, I said, oh, okay, all right, well, all right, bet, okay, okay. I felt like it was, that's the kind of stuff that you need, right? You need competition in every Iron environment you're in. Every environment you're in, because Jermaine came into the team and now, the Red competition in midfield just gets elevated, right? He's direct competitor. We play the same position. So in my mind, I'm like, all right, bet. I got to be on my shit. Like, I got to make sure I'm doing well at club. When I come into camp, I got to make sure on top of everything. And I never viewed it. I don't, it, it never really had an impact on our relationship, you know? Like, I, I felt like early days especially, I felt like we were relatively close. You know, and keep I, enemies close. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, Jermaine, hey, man, you trying to get on? Have you found it difficult, or you can maybe talk about the process of having the career that you've had, then saying, I'm committed to becoming a coach, getting your UEFA pro license, which not too many people have, yet you're not given an assistant role with the first team of the U.S. Women's National Team. You're not given a, a role with the New England Revolution, your former club, or Colorado, or Galaxy, as a first assistant. They made you start from the bottom, it feels like, because no one was giving you that opportunity. Let me take a sip. Uh, <laughs> there we go now. Oh, that's a difficult question, huh? No, it's like, to be honest, Charlie, if everybody starts at the bottom, I have no problem to start, you know, on the bottom. But of course, there's levels and there's different, you know, situations on different people where you look and you go like, how is that even, why is that possible? Why I have to go this route, you know? How, how do you feel about that reputation that you had? as being somebody who brought trouble to, club, to clubs. Was, was that ever fair? I think it was, it was, I would, I would say this, it was fair from the people how they saw me because I give them that, right? Because um, what I said before, it started already way back. I grew up what everybody would call all oh, ghetto in Germany and all that stuff, you know? And I was one of the kids with the first tattoos and, and I was this new generation what everybody, nobody knew even in Germany, everybody was like, who's this, this, this new kid, you know? Like, and then after me came the Boatengs and like, you know, so, mm -hmm. and it was like the street, street soccer guys, the gangs, and like, like, that's how they labeled us. But for us, it was good because we had a whole community behind us and everybody supported us. So then for me, it was easy to be like, you guys want the bad boy? I give you guys the bad boy. Mm. Even if I'm maybe not the bad boy, you know? And then like, what you guys say, like, like with, with New England, I'm, I'm, I'm somebody always, like if I step into the room, I fight always for the weakest because I was one of the weakest. And if maybe they don't have, you know, and I, even with, with, they, uh, with, uh, with Charlie, he knows like when we were in, in New England, there's small stuff with the food, remember? Like I stepped in and said like, I'll, I'll pay the food if, if we don't, if you don't, it's gonna pay them, give them breakfast, I will pay the breakfast for the team and stuff like that, you know, so. Next in, you know, we got, we got, breakfast every morning. Yeah. So it was like, you know, so we went So previous we went from, to that, they didn't, they, there was no breakfast provided for the no, team? No, never, you know? And you felt like that was something that belonged in a team environment? It, it was, like, because, like, I don't want it to split between us that they're thinking, because I was allowed to go to the patrons and get breakfast where they had a chef and everything. 
you know, but then my team is sitting there and they, they're having the, Starving. they have the, the, the Kellogg's, the, the box, like, you know? He said, that's steak and eggs. Oh, no, I came <laughs> back. You know what happened? I came back from, from, the, from the parents. I had food and then I see the, uh, Charlie, Charlie, he sits with the, the mini box from Kellogg's, you know? <laughs> 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 Get out of here. Get across the plate. <laughs> <laughs> starving. You know what I'm saying? He trying to ration his food. I was like, nah, you're not doing that. <laughs> I said, can you go back and get a plate of eggs? <laughs> no, but that's like, you know, and like, and people don't realize, like, I always would say, like, even on the field, I was like solving problem, you know, like, problem, you know, so I, the position I played is, is that position. Mm. Like, like with Clint, we, we knocked heads a lot of times, but if it comes down to the World Cup, I would be like, I don't care. You stay in the front and score goals. Like, I will run for you. I will figure this out, you mm. know, so in, but then it's like, if, if you will attack the weakest, I will speak up and I will say like, oh, I don't like this or this has to be changed or this has to be changed because I'm strongly believe like, you know, everybody should be treated the same way. And if I have a good voice to say that, and it's the reality, people say, oh, he's negative, but everybody listens still when I say something. The moment I show up, people go like, that will be fun. Let's see what he has to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what, what about what you have shared about your personal life on social media, on Instagram? Do you ever feel like that has impacted the opportunities that you've got? Because I think anyone who's followed you on social media for a period of time would be aware that you've had tumultuous periods of, of time in your personal life, right? And you were open about that. Do you, do you have any regrets about how much you shared on Instagram at any point? Mm, not really. You know, because at the end, it's just, that's a, that's a facade, right? That we like, we share only the nice and the good stuff, yes. you know? And I strongly believe there's like a lot of people that look at your stuff and you can help them in different ways, you know? Mm -hmm. And sharing stuff, of course, there was moments where I went really through pain, you know? And, and I think you're talking about the divorce and all that stuff, right? So, mm -hmm. in, and it, it was never a good thing. And I said this before the show, like there was moments where I was like in, in, in the darkness, like I was alone, like, and I was trying to figure out what's life about. But I strongly believe people look at, at me and go like, oh, he's a professional player. He has not that issues. He has not, but yes, I had, you know, mm -hmm. I really went, I felt like, you know, I'm losing my, my, my family and all that stuff. So yeah. in, there's two options. You sit in the darkness and you go alone through it, or you say, you know what? I showed you the good when I scored the goals and everything, but now why should I show you not right? really what I'm human, you know, and I'm going through the same issues you guys go. And, and that's why I, you know, I put it out and, and showed it, you know, that people understand like, you know, and that's I think is our responsibilities as, you know, people in the public to not only show like, oh, the, the, the sunrise and all is nice and good. It's like, no, show even, you know, if you like in pain or you are going through stuff because there's a lot of people, you know, who, who need that, you know? In, I think, uh, I think when, when you say that, I understand where you're coming from. But I think at times, especially the people that are looking for ammunition or looking for, for proof or evidence to say, ah, I don't know if we can trust Jermaine. You're arming them. You, you, you're giving them the ability to, to use that against you. And I know you, you're, you're an emotional guy, like myself. You get emotional, you get worked up and you want to get it instead of maybe taking a second and saying, I could put this out, but I have to frame it a different way. And I think that was always my, sometimes my issue too, when I get really worked up or I'm emotional, I don't frame a, uh, uh, what I'd like to say in a, in a 
different way or a better way so that it can't be used against you. Yeah, but it's like, in, in then for me, it's like if I look at it and I go, let's say you frame something the same way, like how you think it and you, you want to let it out, right? I think you should do that, you know, because it's, it's not about, like, if then the other people judge you on that, then that's their fault, you know? Because if you, like, as honest as possible and you have real friends, you know what they do? They call you and say, you're good. What's going on, you know? If you have then people who judge you on that, especially on the weakest time, like where you go and really do pain, and they're like, oh, he's this and he's doing that. You don't even want to deal with those people. No, but you know how life works. But that's, that's life. But it's like in general, like you, even like if you look at social media, for me, social media, it's a tool, it's a tool you know? And it's like, and me, Clint talked about this before. It's like, like a lot of stuff is like now we're looking at this stuff and it becomes like even younger. They're creating followers, no more leaders. And that's social media, right? So, and that's just like, I'm, I, I consider myself like, I don't, I'm not a follower. Like, I'm going against the thing. If I see something, I say it. If I feel the way, I say it. If you have a problem, don't use it against me. Stand in front of me, have a discussion about it. The same as was on the field. I'm not shying away from anybody. If you step on the field with me, we have a battle and we figure this out. And that's just, for me, it's like, that's why I said, like, why well, I appreciated Clint the most because He's like an honest guy. Like he has, you get what you get, you know? And, and, and a lot of people don't, they don't like that. Did you ever get Clint mad when you were playing? Yeah, yeah. No, hey, we, but you feeling what like, he's saying? <laughs> I ain't feeling him. What, what did no. you do to get him mad? Scream at him to I come saw, back. I saw that brewing. To come back, what, to track yeah, back? Yeah, to track back and like running back. Then he get, he, he don't like that. If you tell him like, come back, he, he don't like it at all. He will, <laughs> <laughs> he will go like, what up bro, what up bro? Like, what? <laughs> He's gonna fight somebody. Like, I'll come back. And then it's like, shirt goes flying. Like, let's go, bro. Like, whoa. <laughs> like, Be careful. And whatever. Would you get married again? Yeah. You I would. think marriage is something beautiful. So yeah. you still believe in it? Yeah, I, I believe in it. I think it's, it's something beautiful, you know? I think it's too that there's, there's in life, there's, there's a pathway that, you know, sometimes you split, and, and that, that phase of splitting is painful. You know, because let's say with my, with my ex-wife, I was married 18 years, you know, we have five kids. And, um, and there's pain, you know, pain with it. But, but I would not say like, oh, it was just pain in a whole relationship. We had a good time. We had right. a good run and everything. So I appreciate her, you know, she's a good mom and everything. And, and there's values on that, you know. So, and I think if you find somebody you can be happy. You can, you definitely, I will have married again. When, when they're talking about helping so many kids and, and professional, current professionals. What would you say was the lowest point for you that you had to overcome and how'd you do it? And then what would be your highest point? My lowest point. It was a time, you know, what Kate already touched on was with the, with the divorce and everything, you know, because, um, you know, when you grow up without a dad, you, you always don't want to fail your kids that dad grew up without a dad, you know? So, and for me to, to realize that that's, it's the cut, I started like, you know, like going more in the dark, you know? Going more like finding like escape with like having the drinks, going out and trying to get this sight noise gone because I felt like I felt, I felt my family as a, as a dad, uh, as a husband, you know? And, um, 
in all that was, I think that came like a really, really deep point in my, in my life, you know? And some of the guys, you know, reached out and like asked me like, you good? I think you, you were reaching out too and asking like, how you doing? Is everything good and everything, you know? But if you at the darkest point of your life, because I've been, since 16, I'll be the head of a family, right? So I took care of all my family, you know? So, and I had never like really a person I can go through to talk about stuff. So I will internally like do it with myself and work on stuff. But then it's just like, you know, at, at one point you sit in this darkness and you go like, man, what do you want to do? Like, what's going, what's next, you know? And then and it came a point where I was sitting at home and, and I was like, man, nobody wants to take me as a coach, you know? I do interviews, I do all the stuff and it doesn't work. So then I was sitting at home and I was like, I prayed and I was like, God, like, I don't want to move to the east side. I want to be close. I'm still going to the divorce. I want to see with my kids and everything. Please, can you help me? I want to figure out something like, you know, I want to coach. I think I have, you know, quality in that and everything. And then next day, I talked with Frank Yellup, who actually was the coach who wanted to bring me to Chicago back in the days after the World Cup, you know? Because you almost went to Chicago instead of the yeah. Revolution, right? Yeah. So, and then he was in Monterey. So in, in we start talking and I said to him, like, is it maybe a chance to come on your coaching side and do something? He's like, without a doubt, like, yeah, like, if you want to come, like, stop by, you know? And I was like, okay, like, that's cool. So I talked with my agent about it. And so we, like, started talking. And then Frank calls back and says, they're just right now, like, a team just fired their coach in Fresno. Like, are you would be interested to do it? And so for me, it was like, that's the signal of like, God, give me that. Like, you felt like that was three, an answer prayer? Yeah, that's like three hours away. I can be still with my kids. My kids can come. It's the first things, opportunity to build something out and everything. So, in, and I strongly believe that was my highest thing. That's why I say I feel so much in peace now because I felt back I have a purpose, you know, to coach this young man, like where, you know, and that's where I'm like right now. That's why I'm enjoying it so much. And people go like, but you don't feel like that's unfair that you with the league one everything. And I'm like, I'm grateful for the opportunity. No, that's, I'm grateful, man. God put that in front of me to, you know, to make my first work over there. And I want to do it just good. You're going to change people's lives. You know, there, there's people that come in your life in the locker room and, you know, you become brothers, you become family. I, I remember when you came to the Revs, you spent Thanksgiving, your first Thanksgiving with, with, with my family. And you know, I always looked at you as like, you know, you were like a, a brother, you were blood. So I wanted to help you in that moment and to see you where you are now, like you look happy, you look fresh. You don't look like you're holding any resentment. You know, it feels like you have moved on. So it's, it's great to see you like this. I never had a person to be like, can you help me with this? I'm down or whatever. So I had to always figure it out. And I hope that it would never come to a point that I hit the, the fan completely. But then I think with the divorce, because everybody knows me, I'm, I'm like a, a dad dad. I love my kids, you know? So, and when this all played in, I was like, why am I even here? Like, why am I here? Like, I lost right now, like, I'm If not, I'm failing at this yeah, and this matters more than exactly anything else, so, right? You know, so, in, in, in I was like, damn, like, with all respect, I love my dad and everything, but I'm like, I'm like my dad, you know? And I, it's my own fault, like. You talked about there were certain things when you were in your family, you took, for granted, but now that because you spent time not being able to see your kids as much, how much more you like 
you appreciate those moments now. You talked yeah. about those special moments. Yeah, I think it's important, you know, it's like a lot of us, it's like similar, I think the family kids is more important, but if it's similar to, if you look at stuff and you go, how we, when we play, we take it for credit. Like we playing and we thinking that, that's for, forever, you know? Till it really comes to the day you put the shoes up and then you're like, oh, I went, I have to go play indoor again. I want, because I don't, I don't want it to believe it. Like, you know? I, I saw you play indoor, yeah. I, like, oh, I, I said, I what said, is this? <laughs> you know? my, boy, my boy going through it. That, 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 my boy going through it. You said it's deeper than we thought. <laughs> no, but it's I like. Said, man, he wants to get back and land it or something, man. He wants to slide tackle him or something. But, you know, it is just like, you don't want to let it go because you're so in, you, you know, the moment. Was it the love for the game or was it that, because I think for a lot of athletes what they go through is that their go. identity is so in kind of intertwined, right, with me, I'm a player, that's who I am. And when you take that away, you have to figure out who you are now and, and why, yeah. what's your value now, right? I think it's, it's, yeah, it's the value, is everything. Like I always, I always say it's, it's, in, it's like a drug. Like if you walk out of this tunnel and there's 60,000 every weekend, you walk into a restaurant, people know you don't need the reservation. Like, you're like it's the reality. That's mm -hmm. the truth. And now from one day to the next, we have to call to get a table. Jermaine <laughs> 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 you know? Jones. Oh. You know? No, but that's like, that's, there's life's changed. Like, in, in, in take away the, the table and everything. But it's like, if you go in, in, in now you don't have the, the, the fans anymore, the stadium and all that stuff. Something is missing in your side. Mm. And for me, it was that when I put it away, I was like, man, that's crazy, like, how can I, what is next? Like, what I'm doing? And then you're searching for like that same, you know, yeah. that same what, feeling. What, what kind of gives you that rush now Exactly, you know, in. And coaching is for you, that's what gives you yeah. that rush. And coaching is now for me giving that rush, but to go back to Clint's thing was like, the moments, right? That's the moments you, you see for credit, you take for credit because till it's done. And the same is like with children, when you have children, that was our conversation before is, you're taking it for credit to wake up and see them, they're coming out and they're like, daddy, daddy, or you come like, for credit. So, but you're missing the small moments mm. where you don't think about. But if you will be attached from them, like I was attached almost, almost three years for my kids, right? Oh, wow. So in, in I like look back and I'm like, man, I did actually so much wrong on different stuff. Where I, my sons, they needed a hug. They needed not, not the dad because like, what we talk like, oh, to the boys, like, come on, man up, let's do this, let's do this. And I reflected on all this stuff and be like, damn it, like, I missed the moment to give him the hug. I missed to tell her that I love her, like, and so now I changed. So I'm, I have a group chat now with my kids. You know, I tell them, I text them, I say, like, you special, it's your special day today, like, go and get it, like, you know, and stuff like that. And because at the end, I'm not coaching them, you know? I've coached other people, but they have to be, the father. How much did that impact like you as a coach now, right? Because so there's so many parallels, especially when you're coaching like younger kids, for example, there's parallels that you can draw between being a parent and just being able to assess, like you just said, what the kid needs in the moment. The same can be applied to a player, right? Yeah. Not every player needs to be coached the same way. All four of us might need different, different approaches for a message to land. So how much does that impact how you go about, you know, because you said you like the man management part of yeah. coaching. You prefer or you, you enjoy that. That's what gives you a rush. So how much does that impact that for you? I think it's, it's a lot. Like, if I look at it, in, um, I focused a lot on the player management side because I looked and I said, 
it's interesting if you look at the whole thing, it's like every single one of you guys became a leader in his family, right? Because even your mom and dad, they become fans. Because you, most of the time, is like people who play the game, like you have a mom and dad, but they will not tell you anymore what to do because you may be taking care of everything. So for them to step in and say, so now you're losing the, the power dynamic shifts, right? The situation where you have people where you cut because you become the leader, you make the most money, you do this. So in that's why I believe in soccer is a lot of people, young men, they're lost in that phase. And that's why the club, the Mourinho, the, the coaches who maybe not even focus anymore on the coaching that much on the field, but the management of the player becomes so good because I would not say they become, they become kind of a father figure. I have stuff in my coaching things where I ask the player, you know, are you uh, raised by a single mom or single dad? Like, are you the oldest from your, you know, you have siblings, you're the oldest. Like, what's your goals and stuff? So that I understand a little bit where they're coming from because you have to coach everybody different. So if you grow up with a, without a dad, just a mom, that means if I scream at you, you may be screaming back to me because you never had that father figure, so you feel like I'm attacking you. So in all that ways, like, I look at different stuff where, of course, I reflect on my own career to see like, okay, this is what I went through, and now I'm taking it into coaching. But what about your relationships with, sorry, with the US men's national team coaches that you had? So Bob Bradley, uh, Jürgen Klinsmann, Bruce, Bruce Arena. Uh, how would you categorize those relationships, player, coach? Did you, was there a lot of positive you took from that? Was there negative that you took? Whoa. You know, like, what Clint said. <laughs> what did Clint say? Well, so, I'll say this time. Like, no, if you get older, you reflect and you look at <laughs> stuff different. Yes. You know, so back in the days, and I, I tell you, I'm really grateful for Bob, and Bob was, you know, giving an opportunity for the US. And I think he coached at the time different. It was more like players were able to do and have free things, you know, like there was not really curfews, there were like, Player management was like, you guys figure this out. I trust you don't, do, you know, step uh -huh. over the line. Then Jürgen was somebody who was completely come in. And I said, when, when I knew that he come in, I said to everybody, now the, the German side will come. Get That's, ready. Yeah, get control. ready. Control, he be, wants full control. He wants full control, but he would give us everything to develop to the next stage from uh -huh. what he has, you know. And then with Bruce, you know, I had just really genuine camp with Bruce. And, and then we go back of like, I was a player, I was a competitor, and he told me like, oh, you will not play, and you will not that. And I told him straight up like, let me compete, you know? And if he, when he said like, he don't think that I'm better than the guys, I said, he's one of the worstest coaches I had at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, but that's just, oh, a, you know, yeah. in, in, in well, you know. Yeah, but then going, going back on that is like, of course that was in the moment in Bruce notice because we talked, I talked with him in, you know, and I said like, that was in the moment of hurt and all that stuff, you know? I think Bruce already, he showed his, his quality in MLS and everything. So, but I, I, in general, from all my coaches I had in my career, there was good coaches, but everybody, I learned something. And now, especially going into coaching, I'm not a person that I say, oh, I want to be this guy, I want this. I want to be my own individual, but I'm stealing stuff from people where I think like, that helped me, that doesn't help me. This helped me, this helped me, you know? So, and that's what I'm doing right now. But the, the approach that you're describing, right? Like, I think I, I fully appreciate it and I think it's valuable and it's important because 
every player, different background, and how you reach them is different. So it's good that you're aware of that and cognizant of that and trying to apply it. Is it not like, do you have enough time to do all that? You know what I'm saying? Because With every between, individual player. Yeah, like right. between between trying to develop a philosophy, trying to work in tactics for your for your team, a system, and then managing each, each individual game, how do you have the time to like now get to know each individual player on that kind of level? Because I mean, I feel like, I think back to all the coaches I had, do I feel like every single one of them, or do I feel like all of them knew me no. in depth like that? No. Nah, I think they knew certain things that knew how to, that made me tick. But maybe they you know? didn't think they needed to do that. But my point, my question yeah. is like, how do you like, do you feel like that's like it's possible to really manage these 30 players and get to know each of them on that kind of level to where it makes the group stronger, obviously? I think if you if you. I believe it is it is possible. You know, it just uh, takes a lot of more work for yourself, you know, in, 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 but it's possible. Like if I look at my thing, I started by complete, I, I cut the whole team. I, I, you know, all the players who were there, I said like, I took only three players and I said, everybody else has to go. Like, I, Wait, you I, canceled contracts? Like most of the guys who had options and everything, we denied everything. I said, I don't but want anybody. Playing standpoint? Yeah, just I, I don't like you it. You want your own people. Yeah, I said clearly they had other coach fired, so they would get me fired too. So I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> he said, nah, you know? this ain't working. <laughs> no, it is not. Like if you last, if you, it's it's pretty simple. If you last position, you're not winning games. Something is wrong. So that month, most of the time, they're all professionals. So if you look at the team, you say something is in the team has to be a problem. You know, so and I don't want to go in there and try to fix that because already I'm now behind to focus on, on the individual players because have I, have to, yeah, I have to figure out on all the other stuff. So, okay, you know what? Let's make a plan. Get rid of all the guys. We don't need them. To Let's figure out who we get. Well, you now, kept three, right? Four guys. So why keep those four? Because they were under contract. <laughs> so you had to. They watching this like. They like. They watching this like. They don't think we actually that. Hey, they know they're on the chopping no. block. My hand was forced. They know no. they're on the chopping hey. block. They no. watching this show. They know the chopping block. Yeah, but it's like to be honest. Like when I had the conversation with them, I knew they're on the country. But I said, you guys can see that as a second chance. Yeah. You know, because I will bring my luggage. I bring with. I bring my people, and I will bring guys where I know. They run through fire for me because I give them an opportunity. And they're seeing me, and I say to every player, I say, see me as an update. Like, it's the same, like, you have your phone, it's a good quality, every time an update comes, it gets better. So, <laughs> and I'll be honest to them, I say, let's see it this way. I try, I'm here to help you. Do you have any regrets? On what? Just life. On life? I regret, you know, to, when I look at it, I always say, what I said before is like, through my career, I had to, or I sold somebody who I actually wasn't, who I not been, you know? Because the close people to me, they know who I am. But then a lot of people don't know who I am. And, and I would say like, I'm more like what I said before, I'm quiet and I'm, I joke around, but I don't need to be in the middle or something. But then on the field, I'm complete the opposite. Like I can be screaming, I can go crazy. And I think sometimes I look and I regret that, you know, because now I see it when I, when I got into coaching, I had to go to a lot of people, shake hands and be like, 
I'm sorry what I said or like, Bend you know, because people maybe don't, they don't grow up like me. So they don't like, let's they say. They can't me, deal with it. Yeah. Like me and you yes. cussing like, each other out, but then exactly. we're cool afterwards. You know, so me and him, we go crazy against <laughs> each other. Yeah. And then. But that's how I was but, raised. Though. That's <laughs> how I dealt with my family. And yeah. my, you know what I'm saying? Like. Right. My friends, that's, that's what we, that's how we, but that's, that's, that's how we do. But that's what, that's, that's the real thing, you know? So in, and I regret that, that maybe I showed a different who I am in front of people to, to help my elevation on the plain side. What damaged me on the long run at the end, because now I'm sitting across from people and people go like, who have uh, a perception of you. Yeah, and they look at me as the bad guy, like, oh, he's crazy. He say this, like, oh, we have to be careful. Like, what is he doing? And I'm like, and then after a little bit, they're like, actually, he's actually really quiet. Like, he's not that crazy. You know? Crazy, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? No, yeah. you know, but a little bit crazy is always crazy, good. You know? <laughs> no, but it's like the point is like, you know what the, I tell you, kid, especially them, <laughs> oh, right? Here we go. Yes. Especially them, they're, they think the same what I think, a lot of times. Uh -huh. But I say it, mm -hmm. they keep it for themselves. <laughs> that's the difference. That's you know? fair. Uh, that's fair. I'm not going to disagree. You know? That's why they have jobs. I don't <laughs> Man, Jermaine, this was fun. I appreciate you. This was cool. Thank yeah. you for sitting with no, us. Thanks so for having me. No, we wish you all the very best. Good. I really hope you do get you know, bigger and bigger opportunities and really get to show people who you are. It will. So when, 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 you, when, you when you get the biggest the job, I'll be ready for an assistant role. Oh, now you want an assistant role? <laughs> yeah, when he's when he's there at the top. Oh, hey, at the top. Hey, you want to hey, let me do the work? No, 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 no. no. Hey, if you need it, tell him. If you need a kit, man, he got. Oh, yeah, yeah, tell him he can join you. your he can join your team if he gets a neck tie and dreads. <laughs> I give you a hug. It's good to see you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.